killers, demons, ghosts outside Screaming you can run but you can't hide You can't scare me, I'm already dead inside Slasher September Rockin' Slashers in September <laughs> Rockin' watching. it's all the same it's watching. We're rocking slashes in September. All right, this year we're rocking them. Mm-hmm. Welcome everybody to the Texas Chris Day of Saw Massacre. Hey, it's time to do a slasher. Yes, uh, from 1984. And what's it called? It is called Friday the Thirteenth Part Four. It's the final chapter. <laughs> Directed by <laughs> Joseph Zito, our buddy from the Prowler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he made the Prowler, and uh, also coming. Uh, Coming back into the fold, we got Tom Savini. Savini? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Did the makeup and stuff for this? Yeah. Is this his first Friday the 13th? No, or he was, was, he on, he was on the first one. He's on the first one, too. Yeah, so he made the weird little kid Jason. He did like... Oh, man. All the the um, Kevin Bacon has neck he been arrow on, effect. Has he been on every single one? No, no. He didn't want it to be like a series. Like this was at the time when he was kind of like doing one-off movies and you know doing amazing makeup effects. Right, so he walked away after one. Yeah, and then... Um, he went to one of the other slashers that we did, or maybe we found out multiple as we did. Yeah, <laughs> last, right. Last September. September. Um, uh, so he comes back for this one because they're trying to shut down the series, and so like, yes. Savini's like in to kill off the character he helped create. Because it's since become tradition in like long slasher franchises to call something the final one, right? Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, Friday the Thirteenth did it twice, like with Jason goes to hell, <laughs> and you have um Friday's Dead, the final nightmare. Like yeah. everyone's like, oh this this is it, this is the end. Yeah, it'd be, and they this one I think is even funnier because I think this um, ending is attached, or like the impetus for this ending is ending the series is attached to like an embarrassment that the studio had for being attached with this as like slashers became less popular, mm-hmm. um and yeah like the um the writer director of this one oh man i should yeah well like he he was originally attached they brought him on and they said um we'll hire you but we need you to write and direct it not just direct it he's like i don't want to write it he's He's like like, i'm not a writer no he's like you got to write and direct it he's like okay and just and just paid (laughs) someone else to write it (laughs) yeah because they gave him a ton more money yeah he's like double salary yeah and i think he got into like some trouble with the writers guild i love that that's That's great so good yeah so yeah this is a time allegedly where those slashers are kind of winding down in 1984 but it still did great like it had a 1.8 slash 2.6 million dollar budget i've seen conflicting images or conflicting numbers and made 32 million so yeah come on made a ton of money and despite that um someone in the production i'm trying to remember who it was he was he helped in the second movie mm-hmm. he produced the third and was instrumental and i think he produced this one too um he was like he was embarrassed that nobody like was taking him seriously because he made these movies even though they were making a tremendous amount of money yeah he wanted to move into something that was like a little had at least a little bit of critical yeah exactly so um this isn't the lowest rated of all the friday the 13th movies but it is not highly rated yeah um but they were going for a more like this is the end of the series this is like i want it to be a little more impactful yep that even and again that's just talking for general critics like the rotten tomatoes score sure if you go over to letterboxd people do like this one it this isn't the worst one for them as well on letterboxd and some people like i think it has an average score of three something 
which is not terrible for any massive um series or franchise like this you can find somewhere on the internet where somebody says that the worst installation is the best Mm -hmm. i don't know that i care so much about that because i did also read that you know um roger ebert or whatever said this was like you know uh, just a pile of trash and just, yeah. you know irredeemable. I, don't, I don't think he's a slasher fan overall uh, yeah i wouldn't go like i wouldn't go to him for opinions on uh, yeah and uh then like as the years pass and it's got this cult following somebody will like you know go through the whole series and make a list and it's like you know what this one ends up being my favorite mm-hmm. and then that like when you search what's the best movie that'll come up here and there so you'll i think you can find a list or an opinion that Every single Friday the 13th is someone's movie favorite, is someone's, someone's favorite. least favorite. And somebody had a platform and they said that. This one's got 80s teen heartthrob Corey Feldman in it. Corey Feldman. We've got Crispin Glover. That's fucking rad. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Um, and then that's about it for names that I recognized in the cast list. Yeah. Um, we got a new Jason. Right. Yeah. We're still many, many Friday the 13th yeah. away from Kane Hodder, which <laughs> yeah. was a question in horror <laughs> trivia um, the other week was... Um, yeah. Who's played Jason the most times and what was the first uh, Friday the 13th movie that he was in? So I knew it was seven, but it's crazy to think about that. Like he doesn't Whoa. come along until seven, the seventh you, one. You got that one? I got it. Yeah. Dude. Nice. I wouldn't have. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I just love Kane Hodder, but I don't want to look into all the stuff that he's done. Have you listened to his podcast? He's got a podcast oh, on yeah. Fangoria. Yeah. With I, I listened to one episode. Felissa Rose and who, I forget who the other one is. She's from, um, Fuck. She's just another another kind of yeah. scream queen. This is actually the second time we've talked about this. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Casualty Fridays. They just talk about horror conventions and makeup and effect yeah. and just, yeah. just their very particular yeah. type of horror career. Sorry, living the convention circuit. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who like they had, you know, a couple movies that did really well for horror fans in kind of the eighties and just mm-hmm. in, in and have since then done a fuck ton of just kind of more lower budget, low profile horror movies. But I think most of their money too comes from just attending conventions, doing photo ops for people that still want having a beer with people to meet Felicia Rose from sleepaway camp. Yeah. And yes, having a beer with people. Hopefully, hopefully we're doing that next month. (laughs) That'd be cool. Be very cool. Big, uh, what is it? It's Frightmare in the Falls. Frightmare in the Falls and Niagara Falls. Yeah. We have never done a horror convention. So I figure we we should have that experience. I'm feeling a little FOMO-y now. Yeah. It's kind of like, the direction we're going we're a horror podcast everyone in the world loves us it's yeah. something that we should be doing i know we're not above conventions we should go check not it out we should go and roll with kane hotter i want to we'll be there exactly i want to like and i feel like um uh, i feel like i should meet john carpenter i feel like that shouldn't be so hard mm. i feel like i should just be able to spot him yeah around i feel like he doesn't do like smaller conventions i'm sure I feel he like doesn't. he's above that yeah uh, maybe yeah. maybe like fan expo he'd show up at or, or comic-con <laughs> for something I'm right. sure, I think he does. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, he's super musical. I feel like I should just be able to go to a John Carpenter thing and just. Maybe, I see. Actually, you know? Yeah. You feel entitled to that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I deserve, <laughs> I deserve it. Damn it. Um, for his, when he did his concert, which I hope he comes and does it again. Cause it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, there were VIP packages. If you're willing to mm-hmm. drop a cool hundy. Yeah. Was, to shake his hand, get a grunt and a, a photo <laughs> where, I mean, John Carpenter doesn't smile. Does, we have to. Have yeah. to get that out there yeah i don't think he enjoys he has one facial anything. expression yeah although like um i follow him on twitter and he's like he's super excitable he seems like he mm. he's into a bunch of stuff and uh, he wants to score like a horror video game right is would, that happening i don't know that'd be freaking awesome well he is but scoring. it depends on what it is because some horror games are horrible right right you yeah. want it to be the 
the right thing for his synthy music. Yeah, and sometimes I worry because he's like a little older if he's just going to sign on with, you know, some less than reputable studio because he doesn't know better. That, mm. that might be a pretty... You're concerned for the old lame. man. Yeah. <laughs> that might be a somewhat mean ageist thing to say, but like... You should reach out and yeah. hey, let him know, hey, you if need you're going to be signing on to a game, it should be Dead Space Dave Stonebra from uh, Dave's Game Corner, Texas <laughs> Safe Side, you may be familiar. Um, yeah, you may have heard of Dave's Game Corner. <laughs> no? He, I'm surprised. He, he is scoring the two new Halloween ones. Speaking of, uh, you know, titles like the final chapter that are mm. ends that probably won't be the actual ends, yeah. um, Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends, the two Blumhouse ones, he's scoring them as well. So, mm. and I'm, I'm interested about that because the last score wasn't like there was one or two numbers that were kind of really original takes and exciting things, mm-hmm. but the original theme wasn't really kind of overly updated. No. So I'm wondering what he does for now. He's got two more movies to score. Do you, do you mess with the theme? Do you give it some new flair? Do you try something totally different? I hope that honestly, I just hope like a little more like pedal to the metal, like try something mm-hmm. like that's, I think that's where he stands out and is amazing when he does something kind of creative and yeah. new ish, you know? So yeah, I, I just, don't really need, I don't really need the fan service too much. I would rather them try to make good movies and yeah. do a little less calling back. And you need, yeah, you need, you need that low riff kind of right at the top, of course, yeah. on the credits show. But then I do want to, I want to see some kind of more original stuff. I think hundred percent. Yeah. That's, that's where I say, or, you know, Tom York could do it. That'd, that'd be wonderful uh, I, don't, I doubt I don't it know. <laughs> no it wouldn't but god it was so good for Suspiria yeah um, alright let's go to our segment that was your number one best segue of all time <laughs> it's just uh, we're done all <laughs> let's end right. this <laughs> uh, yeah so what'd you watch for Scare and Tell this week uh, I watched a movie that um, you Scare and Told once okay on once upon a time on uh, our extra episode, actually. Okay, our extra episode. Let me remember what I scare and told then. No idea. Newer movie, older movie? Let's, newer play, movie. let's play the guessing game. Newer movie. Okay, newer movie. We're talking post-2010? Uh-huh. Okay. Did it come out right when we watched Extra? Like it was like a brand yeah. new movie then? Yeah? Yeah. Hmm. Is this movie available on... We played 20 Questions over the weekend with the family, so I'm really in like a 20 Questions mood. Yeah, you're clearly practicing. Is this movie a vegetable, a mineral, or an animal? <laughs> um, is it streamable? Yep. And you were just zeroing in. On you practiced the Netflix? Bastard. Yeah. Okay, Netflix. I haven't said no yet. I know. Okay, a Netflix horror movie that I talked about on Extra. <laughs> Did I like this movie? Ish ish <laughs> an ishy netflix ah, i don't know man what is it the lodgers oh my god you even said it earlier <laughs> yeah and okay i thought you were fucking with me no, this is what happened <laughs> when you said the lodgers and i said do you mean the lodge because you you weren't yeah. even saying that you watched this movie you were just you said you looked at a poster from yeah, it i said the poster was cool okay and there's a movie coming, a horror movie coming out this year called The Lodge. Mm-hmm. I so see. that's my brain just locked on that, which maybe that'll come to TIFF. Maybe I'll do Turn Off to Derek. But right, The Lodgers. I I forgot that movie existed. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. And you're right. I wasn't ish. So let's let's hear it. Sorry. Yeah. Please scare and tell away. So um, the little story, at least for me, the reason I watched it is because, like I said, I was listening to um, a few of our old episodes and extra is a hilarious episode first of all um and go back and watch extra well watch extra then go back and listen to our extra app. yeah 100 percent watch extra um and our app is fine um 
you as you explained it to me like it's one of the ones where i was like oh shit that's creepy mm. oh that's weird that sounds good to me so you know i just saw it on netflix it was short I'm like nah. done threw it on accessibility determines mostly what we watch yeah which i don't know how relatable that is but uh you know, I, I think it's fully relatable i feel like most people i know only watch what's on netflix and don't it's don't go outside the netflix box oh uh, yeah you're totally right because there was a time where i worked really hard to like find and download movies yeah now i don't because i don't have to netflix yeah. just puts them in my living room and you got shutter too yeah plenty uh, to watch there oh man that's pour one out for trying hard to find movies do you like the lodger um lodgers lodgers yeah it, it, i i see why it was forgettable like um let me let me quickly yeah um, summarize summarize it uh again because this has been done before on our podcast um it's yeah an a gothic irish um tale from like the 1920s this uh pair of orphans living in this massive house which um is actually in ireland and it's an actual like what's believed to be a haunted location right which is one of the things that i thought was very cool about it and one of the best parts about the movie mm-hmm. um yeah they they live there the they've got these um sort of spirits in the house that are giving them rules about how, what how they can behave right and they, they've got their little rhyme so like you can't be out past midnight um you can't let anyone in your door so mm-hmm. no one can come in the house um something else that i'm sure was important um but pretty simple like kind of you don't know why but they slowly tell you the the story is a little creepy huh little creepy man (laughs) uh like and not just creepy in like the main um there's a lot of incest is is sort (laughs) of where we're going with that um it's creepy also in like one of the only like there's like five or six characters and Mm -hmm. you know one of them uh, is walder Frey from game of thrones one of them is um the the lannister guy who becomes like the cultist okay yeah they're both from game of thrones and they were both in this movie um and, and then like one of the only other characters you can meet is like a weird like rapey gang of guys Oh, yeah, those dudes who are just following her home and everything. Yeah, for no, like, there's... I know. <laughs> Thank you. Such, uh, such a tropey thing to just kind of throw in, like, oh, and there's a random group of men going around trying to... Yeah, so she's yeah. not safe in the house. She's not safe out of the house. So she basically, she leaves the house. Her brother doesn't. She leaves the house to get, like, little bits of food and stuff, but she's always back before midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, and you learn that this is, like this is a curse that she's trying to get away from this house that she's trapped in and you know the proximity to her brother and you know some potential like terrible fate and he's like down with it he's like let's stay in here yeah let's bone well (laughs) yeah (laughs) and he's i guess basically he's taken by the spirits because near the end he kind of realizes that he was well no he sort of doesn't even his last line like to ruin it is like can we be together now she's like no No, i'm not doing this (laughs) what the hell even though our parents yeah you didn't learn and their parents this is after the climax you should have learned by now yeah yeah but so um things i liked about the movie like i said the set is awesome i wish they used more of inside that house like they got some beautiful beautiful shots and like i mean once once the thing flips once you realize what that yeah hole is in the in the uh, kind of main lobby and what yeah. that does that all those effects i'm i was obsessed with i loved I, the look of it the um the water that dri- dripped upwards yes that was their best effect by a mile so good it happens all the time um 
yeah and at first you're like what is this but then like with the inverse kind of the upside downy effect yeah yeah and they yeah. um they do have a uh it came out right at the same like around the same time as stranger things yeah um th- there's stranger things and it had the same kind of look as um get out like uh sunken place sunken totally place. yeah 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 but they don't um you did kind of mention that and i was like okay so i kind of kept that in mind when i saw the water it kind of came to me i was mm-hmm. like okay um but they didn't use it that sp- image too much that was sort of like the climactic moment yeah um they used a lot of like there are two weird dead people holding hands like floating above the surface of water with muddy water dripping up their bodies yeah that was really really good um there's also a character who's missing a leg mm-hmm. and that is just him wearing a green sock yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's so like there's one point where she's like running her hand down his like leg after removing the um, prosthetic leg uh-huh. and she's like running her hand down, and she runs down past the part where the leg isn't but she's still clearly on his <laughs> shinba is this um is this the is there like a guy from town that she is kind of yeah, meeting up with and he, romantically yeah this involved that's with the lannister kid from game of thrones okay. and he's like supposed to be a war veteran right and he's like being like hey, this girl's this girl's hot i gotta like get her out of that house yeah what's her deal he just follows her like every other dude who sees her yeah just pursues her it's yeah like, we're supposed to sympathize with him more because he's the nicest of all of them because he kind of asks permission once yeah that's what makes him the nice and there's guy. a whole part about the lake too right and suicide associated with that lake and yeah right yeah so oh god like yeah there, there are things that i did really like about it like it is yeah. kind of just like a weird strange kind of curse yes at the heart of this narrative you know yeah and like the the concept i'm just gonna say it yeah sorry you, spoilers we're, we're, we're we've, sp- we've slid down into spoiler territory <laughs> on this one yeah because this is the second time it's been scared and told so yeah you know, it's not i think gonna, at that point we're allowed to talk about it yeah. and i feel like yeah i mean myself if i'm ever so spoilers and i hear talking about it, i'll just skip ahead so right skip ahead we've already spoiled most of the things here yeah. comes the rest so for generations her family has been basically a mother and father are having twins and those twins have twins of their own. Kill yeah. themselves. Those twins have kids. Twins and those twins of kids. Kill themselves. So it's just always orphaned by your twin parents. Yeah. So it seemed like this arbitrary curse where like your ancestors. It, she says it when she gives you a little bit of a legend. She says, um, do you think that somebody people can do something so bad that it leaves a stain on their mm-hmm. next generation and the next and the next <laughs> I'm like incest is gross, <laughs> but <laughs> you heard it here here first, folks. <laughs> it's it's not my favorite thing in the world, but like, <laughs> have you seen Martyrs or Poughkeepsie tapes? Like, have you something so bad that it leaves a stain? Like, it's not that bad. Yeah, <laughs> maybe like one generation yeah. of a curse, but and then and what are like what are all? Because there's kind of creaturey things too, right? In the those flip are, place, are those just all the previous ancestors trying yeah. to get them to join? They'll just live in the house forever. The cellar. There's and one it, moment where like you go below and it, there's no water, mm-hmm. but they're all just like crouching and like looking up. Oh god! And that was amazingly creepy. It reminded me of like um, the descent, like the way because they're yeah. all like white and pasty and right crouching. Those things. Yeah. Oh. It was. It had moments that were really good and some really pretty shots. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple moments of severely dropped ball um, effects that I caught. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, yeah uh, f- enough to be like really enamored by the direction and you know totally. what, what he what he's gonna do next. It's good enough that it should it should be kind of more talked about than it is. Yeah, I kind of like it's almost like um, you know, like Disney movies would come out and they were like the animated movie, but then there would be other studios who would put together these lesser known but really good movies. Yeah, like really good little animated movies that fewer people had heard about. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like now we get Blumhouse movies. And then bad movies. Blumhouse and A24. And A24, sure. A24 has got it now. Um, But yeah, so this is sort of like an alternate, like, it's not Blumhouse, but it feels like a similar quality in production. Yeah, it's Dread Central. So it's the same um, distributor that put out Terrifier. So it's at that that level of kind of um, horror fame and... Yes. Accessibility. So if they just keep doing that and enough people see them, although you discussed seeing this at um, Review, I believe, and there were... I saw this in the theater? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to tell no. you about it. Yep. Really? And okay. you asked me how many people were there, mm-hmm. and I guess 10, and you said four. I don't remember this at all, man. Oh, my Listen God. Listen to Extra. I will. <laughs> At the review, huh? Okay, interesting. Yeah, that's what you said. The Royal or the Review? Maybe the Royal. The Royal makes more sense. I think the Royal, but that's crazy. I did not realize that I was playing there, that I saw that on the big screen. Yep. Huh. Yeah, you saw it in theaters. And that you also nice. said, you said, um, if you had seen it at home, you may not have gotten through it. That sound, that does sound <laughs> right, because it is kind of slow the first half, if I recall. Like it's it took a little a while to get there. killer, like, first, like, 15 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, 15, 20 minutes, and then it's, like, dead for, mm-hmm. like, 40 minutes, and then you get your climax which is fine but, right but yeah it's so like i don't know it's it's a pretty good movie admittedly but certainly doesn't doesn't uh, tick all the boxes yeah. and incest is gross <laughs> uh that would be our chaos reigns if we did that for a <laughs> but i'm glad you checked it out because i remember seeing it and thinking like you would appreciate a lot yeah. of aspects about it so yeah 100 percent. and and you were totally right as soon as it started i was like whoa i like this a lot and then I was kind of like, come on, come on, give me more, give me more. Okay. What's happening? What's happening? And then it ended. I'm like, okay, thanks. Yeah. Enough to kind of make the journey worthwhile by the end. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I would say so. Cool, man. Yeah. It was a good one. What about you? What'd you uh, end up watching this week? I watched a movie called Harpoon. Okay. Okay. It's coming out soon. This was a fantastic fest or a Fantasia fest leftover. Oh, okay. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. So this one is, um, it's, really up our alley in terms of it's just three people on a big yacht or like sorry like a medium-sized yacht probably a small yacht out in the middle of the ocean you've said all three possible (laughs) sizes of yachts uh yeah i was picturing it and then i was realizing oh no it's it's kind of it's just like a big ass boat big rich people but not like billionaire rich boat from big yacht not like have you seen fucking um jeff bezos's yacht uh whole like his uh, yeah his like 500 million about. or 400 million dollar yacht or Fucking, something like that yeah it, it's just insanity <laughs> just because you're talking about yacht i need to say that um, please there is a joke from last man on earth mm-hmm. where it's christmas uh, yes. and tandy gets him <laughs> himself a yacht in the secret santa he gets his own name yeah he's like what could i get myself there's <laughs> everything a friggin yacht <laughs> And then he blows it up instantly. Yeah. At first, everyone's so excited. They're like, wow, cool. A yacht. Let's oh go on God. it. And then hits the button. Guys, what's up? Whose yacht was it again? It's, oh, it's, like um, oh, some geez. rapper, I think. Like, Yeah, I don't remember whose yacht. Yeah. That's hilarious. Anyways, yeah. I was So I started with big and then I pictured um, Amazon 
Amazon dude's yacht and I just it started shrinking more and more and more. <laughs> so a large boat. A large boat and they're stuck out in it's like just them in the ocean. Um somehow they can't get a hold of anyone to come rescue them. The boat dies and it's just like them surviving. That's so that kind of one roomy horror setting mm-hmm. is what um got me to turn it on to watch it. Okay. Uh the whole background plot is it's three kind of best friends. It's like um a dude and his girlfriend and then their third friend another dude the third wheel the third wheel and the movie opens with they're not on the boat yet but the the dude comes in and punches the other dude and says you slept with my girlfriend and just like beats the shit out of him and then Ooh. the voiceover which is done by brett gelman which is great but the tone is kind of all like it, it kind of wavers throughout the movie so mm-hmm. i kind of go back and forth on if that was a good choice yeah um, i know what you mean yeah so that kind of um sets the stage for the tension of like oh did they hook up like the other friend and his girlfriend did that happen or not happen the main dude who has the girlfriend is super rich and he's just kind of living this lavish lifestyle because these are his only two friends and he just basically spends all his money on them and just brings them along for everything so he kind of funds or bankrolls all their hijinks i need (laughs) yeah seriously right so this is just kind of a standard all right let's go out and spend the weekend kind of on this boat and they take it out um and then they really start fighting (laughs) and like at one point there's like a spear gun and one of the guys kind of gets shot kind of in the hand with it and it's like they have to deal with that and that's that thing gets infected but they're all kind of like at each other's throats and they've run out of water they're running out of food they're at each other's throats um they're getting more and more irritated they're Mm -hmm. getting more delusional so i mean i'm always curious to check out i know you are too yeah that's these kinds of premises shit i love and i'm sure like even after i tell you that like it ultimately wasn't satisfying you'll still want to check this out because it's like you got to see how it plays mm-hmm. that's been the history yeah and the the ultimate kind of like idea that they end up with like the the kind of not twist but like just where they decide to go with this mm-hmm. has been done before and i think it has been done better there's this other movie um called the hole with thora birch from 2001 it's this uk movie okay. where it's like four teens just get stuck in like an old kind of bunker um when they're supposed to be away on a weekend in a field trip and they're just like they're locked in there forever and it's like how do they what do they do from here are they ever going to find these kids like it, no one really knew about the bunker so it's just like they're fucked oh shit and i think i think that movie you should watch first because Tell me more about they that have movie. they have kind of the same ending uh-huh. um and the whole does it way better i think so that that was kind of frustrating maybe if i hadn't seen the whole this would seem like a little interesting okay um th- but there was a lot of like um oh do you know with movies like you know wanted with angelina jolie and james mcavoy yeah you know it's just like all kind of that voiceover and at the end the final line is like he looks at camera he's like what the fuck have you done lately like movies that think they're so cool and they're kind of throwing it in your face with like way too much self-reflective attitude yeah 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 yeah. and it just is like comes off so irritating (laughs) a hundred percent dude that pissed me off just to hear you remind exactly and there's a ton of that in harpoon there's a ton of like weird post-production like all of a sudden the movie will freeze and you'll go back to the voiceover and you're like what what are you doing you're totally ruining any tension that you built up shit like that so mixed bag for sure um but leaning towards not great so just so i understand like they are stuck on the ocean and there's a potential cheating thing that happened yeah it's setting off like um interpersonal tension and dynamics that they're not just surviving the best they can because there's this okay exactly so it's not just like three people working together it's like they're they're kind of like really at each other's throats they're clearly old friends that should never have been friends in the first place you know those kinds of friendships okay um but there are some like 
kind of great moments along the way. Like they run out of water, but you'd love this. They find like half a bottle of scotch. <laughs> so that just amps things up, of course, because like, well, we got to drink this. They get. Yeah. Anyways, I don't want to spoil too much more because it you got to You will watch this movie. I'm I, sure. Yep. Certainly. Yeah. Because okay. you're always like, what are you going to do in this situation? But yeah, knowing that they've got those post-production effects. That, a little irritating. That really dissuades me. It, it feels like this movie needs a few more drafts and a few more passes on yeah. the post-production stuff, a few more edit, edits. Um, Just someone to yell at them. It's like, that's annoying. Yeah. yeah. Interestingly, it had the guy from Riot Girls. So he's been in a couple movies that I've seen this okay. year. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So okay. that's Harpoon. Check out Harpoon, maybe. That's right. it for Scare and Tell with a lot of tangents. Mm-hmm. It's a good, good long intro today. Yeah. So I think I'm going to try to use... Uh, your segue here and go like, oh, let's watch the movie. All right. Let's watch the movie then. Perfect. Cheers. Cheers. These are our worst segues. <laughs> wow. It's got to be a record for most characters in a slasher movie. I was, I, I feel like number three was supposed to be like the deadliest mm-hmm. of the Friday the 13th, but wow. <laughs> I feel, I remember getting more like kills up close and personal in the earlier ones than this one. I feel like a lot of the kills in this one, and maybe that was just because of the sheer quantity of kills in this one. Could be something like that. There were like a handful of these kills that were just write-offs like clearly oh we don't have the makeup budget to do like a close-up and do something really special here so we're just gonna like show from a distance jason kind of like slashing without okay showing yeah. any blood or any gore whatsoever yeah i see what you mean um the mom we had that right we had that with the mom where we saw i feel like nothing and did we things. even see her body later uh, no i don't right we, we didn't she just disappeared out of the movie like that's that's a little bit of an oversight or yep. Oh, we're out of budget yeah, now. We can't film this. That's got to be it. Cause, yeah, they, they had a pretty small budget and they were really fighting that because, yeah, you're totally right. She just completely disappeared. Yeah. And the main, what was the main dude's name? The Jason Hunter? I don't know. Whatever that dude was. Bear Hunter. Yeah, there's way too many characters to remember any names, unfortunately. None. Um, Tommy. He was killed in the basement and it was just it was just showing Jason from behind like I didn't even know what he had in his hand. He yeah. was hacking him with. Just some tool from the, from the basement. basement. Not his machete that he had? Was it just a machete? I, I just I feel like so. he just grabbed something and started yeah. hacking him with it. He yeah. has been known to improvise. <laughs> yeah, but there were also what I feel like are a ton of like really good attention to detail, like gory kills, like a really quick shot of it because mm-hmm. it's just like an effect or you know a, a prosthetic or whatever. But like, um, yeah, there when, there were like there were clearly times where Savini was really like killing it. Yeah, like I mean, not to like jump to anything, but I think this one's my favorite. Yeah, yeah, maybe by a mile. Like, oh wow, I loved, I kind of loved it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and, and mostly because like I think the gore was like the best it's ever been. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, We. Th- I mean, so let's go over the best gore moments because the ones that come to mind immediately are um, Jason's face sliding down the machete at the end. Yeah. And his hand getting hacked Chop, through with the machete. Hand. Yeah, but um, even like the the first kill was like a 
like medical surgical saw to the throat yeah, and then yeah, the head yeah. twisted spin around. around that was and it, so well done and like it cut so quickly at the end of the twist that yeah. it was just perfect yeah and that's what i think was like the story of most of the gore in this movie like when Kristen, uh, crispin glover gets it like um that was another great one yeah of course screw to the hand and then just machete. like ma- like chop like or meat cleaver machete right to the face right through the just center nicely of the face. diagonally, across diagonally the face. yeah yeah just beautiful and just like you said a really quick cut then it's gone and it looked so good mm-hmm. and we even got like a quick little moment of him strung up like an x in front of the door i for loved some reason. that yeah we didn't we didn't see jason doing it but we saw then him nailed to the door frame yeah and then pulled down out of the way later <laughs> yeah just like a piece of trash as if jason was like they might escape through here i'm just gonna use a body yeah, yeah. patch this up they won't get out that way and then later <laughs> when he like, got in his way he just knocked it out bodies yeah it's like when you put up the like fake cobwebs for halloween mm-hmm. and they're just a fucking problem and i i really liked jason in this one like i liked his mm. his look and yeah. the straps and his, his gross hands were fantastic he has nails he had like huge yep. gross nails huge gross black painted nails <laughs> i was gonna say which jason there were two <laughs> and i i love when he just like crushes things with his hands which oh, he, yeah. the, the guy in the shower that he just like smashed and crushed his head in yeah that was great that was just that was another super good gross effect but they took a minute with that one too so they did or, yeah so it wasn't it was more like the the face on the machete mm-hmm. when it fell to the floor like they left it the camera on it a second totally i totally enjoyed all those as well i was just frustrated probably with the fact that the other half of the kills did feel like really quick and phoned in like there was a couple of kills that were the classic uh, like knife through the back of the throat or knife through kind of the chest and and like one of them didn't even like have blood on them yeah i think the um hitchhiker was i guess the right oh my god just adding more characters i totally forgot about the hitchhiker yeah Uh, how does that because that's a right through the back of the throat or was it through the top of the head i can't even recall (laughs) But it was, yeah, it was just yeah, it was something kind of straightforward. Yeah, I think there was like, but there was also like, yeah, there was one behind. <laughs> Shit, there are so many kills in this, it's hard to keep them straight. I also, so just like um, three blessed us with Shelly, this one blessed us with Corey Feld. I mean, sorry, Crispin Glover. Oh my God. His character was amazing in this one. Yeah, who was hilarious. The the only really like interesting character, the guy that was giving him a hard time the whole movie was, I guess, semi-interesting, but Crispin Glover was just so hilarious and watchable in this movie. Yeah, especially when he puts on his like rock album. He's the only one who likes it, and he just puts on those amazing dance moves. Like no one else is dancing like him. He's I don't I've never seen anyone dance like this. I've never seen anyone dance like this, nor have the confidence to like ask someone to dance with them and bust that out. I can't believe there's not that I haven't seen like a gif of that. Yeah, because it is it is just it's a sight to be seen. It's amazing. It's so funny. It's yeah. like it's like he's almost his hands are in the position of like as if they're about to grab a basketball or something like that and he's just kind of doing his like a punch dance like it's very violent it's and very violent and jerky <laughs> and fast and he's he does a whole bunch of he moves into very different positions Contortion- yeah, yeah. He's twisting around and kicking his legs out and stuff and it's really aggressive <laughs> what's so funny about it is the way they set up his character is he's just so con- self-conscious the whole time he's and he just is the fuck. most insecure dude specifically about sex because a That's, computer that we never got to see that was somehow running in a car. Yeah, that was... What was that? So what it was, was the guy, the other dude was just apparently punching in, like typing information that he was given 
that Chris McGlover was giving him. And then he, that information somehow came to the conclusion that he was a dead fuck, that he was bad at sex. And that sent Chris McGlover on an insane spiral, self-conscious spiral for the next couple hours. And that was a legitimate piece of technology not just a joke we're driving it's 1984 <laughs> what computer is in your car like, i don't what i we don't never know. We, we, how can we know we were never shown the computer we just see his hands typing like that kermit the frog meme <laughs> and yeah and like where it's just conveniently out of frame so strange was it like a because i didn't i don't even like really remember seeing him typing was it supposed to be like a tongue-in-cheek like I, he, oh, like, there's, he's, oh, I'm I'm putting yeah. in a fake computer. Um, Could be, but I remember hearing, and maybe my brain just put this in like typewriter sounds, like as he's punching maybe. things down. But that, yeah, I don't know. It man. makes very little sense. But yeah, he, he the whole movie is really just like <laughs> there's a uh, a single mom, teenage daughter, and a kid brother who have lived at Crystal Lake safely for years yeah no problem no they love it there it's and beautiful furthermore they seem they to leave be the unaware. door open leave the door open unlocked <laughs> they seem to be totally unaware about jason and the mythology because that was all new yeah. information to Corey feldman when he was flipping through yeah the, the things the newspaper clippings he didn't know about it oh and neither did the sister right because the jason killer in the tent was telling her about him she said he was dead and didn't believe right that he came back that he came killed people <laughs> Yeah, and, he can't be killing people. He's dead, and uh, yeah, I guess it's all still so, very fresh, right? Like all the, like this is this is well, all, yeah, all the events of two after. and three had happened yesterday and the day before this movie, technically. Yeah, yeah, hatchet style, hatchet style. So he goes to the yeah he goes to the hospital and then he just immediately comes back. Yeah, of course <laughs> he gets an axe to the head. It's like a magnet for him, man. He's got to go to camp. He gets an axe to the head, recovers over the course of what an hour? Mm-hmm. No, because it's like late at night. So the course of like, you know, half a day or whatever. That's true. It takes him a bit of a walk. But for him, for that hunk of meat to like walk out of the hospital yeah. and then like down the road, I guess in, in the forest slightly. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit in camp. the woods so he can still kind of see hitchhikers to kill. Just slightly out of sight. So Crispin Glover had no confidence until he had a chance with one of the twins and then he, he, he pulled through. Yeah, uh, so I, I was saying about it's how it's this little family who lives in the house, yeah, and then a whole bunch of teenagers go for a sex weekend at like the cabin next door, the or Airbnb it or something, something like that. And not a cabin. These houses are getting nicer oh, yeah. every year. It's like a big, really nice. <laughs> every yeah. new Friday the Thirteenth, the house gets like a little bigger, a little well, yeah, well decorated. And it was like doing a dual house, and the people kind of aren't technically related is kind of strange. That's very strange. And yeah. the the houses were kind of like, you were kind of a little confused sometimes because they were laid out really similarly. Mm-hmm. And I really, at a lot of times in this movie, I really had kind of no sense of the geography. Like I could yeah. not draw you yeah. a map of Crystal Lake in the slightest. It's like, there's just bodies of water. There's random houses and there's trees, but I don't, there's yeah. no connection for any of I feel like every movie I understand Crystal Lake less. A little less, yeah. Because, yeah, they were in the first movie, they were walking in, they would go by the sign. There was a person like hanging from like right by the sign at one point. So you kind of got familiar with them walking in and out. And there was some cool stuff with like um, one of the actual cabins itself, like Jason being like right on one side or no, the killer being on one side and... So, uh, or of a corner and somebody being right on the other side but not having a line of sight that was right. a cool shot i think maybe a number one or two i don't remember mm-hmm. but yeah you kind of did get like a feeling of the setting and then this one you're absolutely right it's just a nonsense bunch of different like rooms and outdoor 
places. Yeah. And even the layout of that house is like a little a little iffy. A little strange. But um I'm always perplexed by just the random details in this movie. Like random things that get written in the script. They're like, why how is that in there? Like they find a random old reel of film that they just decided to set up, put on a projector, yeah, and watch. And it's just like the most bizarre kind of old footage of some kind of like vaudeville um, burlesque kind okay, of yeah, comedy yeah. or is he just like finding it amusing because he's that, so drunk that's apparently. why I, I asked you while we were watching i'm like what is this guy he's just cackling and at first like everybody's watching it and yeah. i can get like being a bunch of teenagers watching an old thing and making fun of it but like eventually it's like is this his like porny entertainment or does he find it hilarious like i don't... I, I am convinced that there were so many pages that they just had to cut that they just ran out of time <laughs> and money in the days. And they're like, all right, this isn't essential. We won't, we, we need to cut this. And one of those scenes I think is watching that guy get consecutively more drunk. Like we're, Maybe, we're missing yeah. a shot of him like chugging a bunch of alcohol. They showed him smoking a joint at one quick point. One quick point is like when but he's at the not bottom enough. of it. Yeah. You got to show like that being passed around a little bit or something or someone saying no to it. Establish that he is. Yeah. And like, and in that scene he would have been like, oh, screw this. Like, cause he's yeah. upset about not getting the other getting with the other twin and thematically like that's a good sort of story that he's the one who's super confident about getting laid or whatever yeah his friend isn't and that over time yeah yeah, he's just a grill that nobody likes so he ends up like drunk dead fuck yeah yeah drunk and laughing alone at like a porny kind of video or whatever that was supposed to be but no we just kind of like he was just so belligerent and we had no context for that other than he had like a crush beer beside him. We saw him take one hit of one joint. And mm-hmm. when Chris McGlover came down, he was like, he asked like, have you seen the wine bottle? And he's like, I think I drank it all. That Like <laughs> we, we never saw a wine bottle at any point in this movie. Huh. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. That's just, that makes no sense. And there was a few moments like that where it does feel like something was cut that might've connected like a shot to make it make more sense. Exactly. Like exactly. That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The one time when, um, Corey Feldman and his sister are on the stairs and you see a hand or no, no he's in the house alone and you see a hand break through to yeah. like go to the lock and you know the setup is obviously meant to make you think oh is this Jason and then like all of a sudden her and the guy are just in the house and we never yeah. saw like the reveal of them open the door and him reacting and being like oh it's you guys yeah it was just a very awkward jerky moment yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a few of those in the, in the movie some of the exteriors I thought were gorgeous in this movie mm-hmm. like they were, when the rain was coming down and they were running out in the yeah. rain I'm like what is this movie like this does not feel like a Friday the 13th at all like just a few of the random shots I don't know if they got an amazing rain machine or if they just filmed out in the rain but yeah I can't totally tell like they were um, they were clearly out in the rain at one point because I was trying to tell if it was a rain machine where they yeah. kind of just like you know because it, it had a great coverage range it was, it was the whole machine. yeah the whole thing and like usually what they do if like they do a really really wide shot of all the trees or something they put the rain kind of in front of the camera yeah but they don't it's not raining the, the yeah. whole way and so I was looking for that and when they're running out of the house with Gordon the dog who's mm-hmm. great Gordon yeah a plus performance from Gordon here great dog um, who lived um, he got away where we never followed up with gordon like i was expecting gordon to come back and help out with f- finishing off jason gordon bailed jesus gordon Gordon bailed gordon is a smart dog the first time i ever saw a dog jump through like a glass window like that yeah the so the rain in front of the camera shot doesn't work if you ever have yeah. ground in the shot yeah exactly and as they were walking i just noticed the dog like was shaking the rain off oh amazing yeah so i mean it was actually raining at that point. yeah it must have been one thing that wasn't real that you hilariously pointed out right at the gate oh, was yeah the helicopter in the opening <laughs> scene when they're just they're picking up where the third movie left off 
it's just this clearly a dormant light on yeah maybe not even a crane maybe just someone on the roof kind of shaking it around yeah holding up just a, like a boom or something <laughs> yeah. with a light on it uh, like a spotlight and there's a helicopter noise mm-hmm. like happening but like the trees weren't moving or anything like that no wind. it was just a spotlight no wind from <laughs> the helicopter well yeah so that was just one of the moments where you see this is a low budget movie mm-hmm. and um as i was reading a little bit um about uh like that low budget resulting in the director maybe not keeping uh the set safe enough for the stunt workers which were just the actors in in a lot of circumstances yeah it's awful like the guy who gets his head um hit against like the shower wall when jason like reaches in and ends up crushing his head which is awesome Mm -hmm. um apparently he actually got his head slammed against the wall that's like the, the tile and uh the woman who had to swim naked in the water apparently like the water was like freezing temperatures she got hypothermia um so the guy who played jason was like he wasn't credited because like he had such a falling out with the director god that's so horrible and kane hotter on a recent episode of casual casual fridays um Mm. goes into that and his frustration with lower budget films not spending the money they think they can cut corners on things like effects and stunts and it always is just at the expense of everyone's safety and it should never be something that's compromised yeah that's you can't yeah and you can't just he really made the point that people like intuitively think oh we'll just fake it and this is how we can fake it and like no people don't know what they're doing like you need to go to an expert on how to actually do a fake fall how to like fake stab someone like all these kinds of things and it's not worth risking people's safety like you can't like you need to be trained on pyrotechnics if you're holding something that's burning or yeah fucking explosions and fire all that stuff exactly like people don't always like put everything together you need somebody like looking around like you can't like just build a building. It's like, oh, well, I want the walls to be, I want there to be four of them and <laughs> and that'll be safe. You know? Speaking of which, how many fucking people and corpses got thrown through glass in this movie? Oh man. Like to the point where it was just comical. It was like, again, you're, like, you're doing yeah. this again. Again. Yeah. And the, I loved it every time. It was great. Oh man. The, that <laughs> moment, there was just that wide shot where. That was the last time we saw the dog. He leaped through the glass out the window in the rain in slow motion and ran off. Yeah, I know he ran off there, but no, there's this wide shot where um, the bear man got thrown back in through the window. Yes, yeah, that's and great. And it just took, it was so funny. We were sitting there, it's like, uh, Jason comes through the window or something. Like, we're just trying to guess what's going to happen. And then just, it happened like, right on cue. Just a, It was perfect comedic timing for yeah. our commentary while we were watching it. Oh, it was awesome. And like the way that the body was thrown through looked kind of like a Superman dive. So you couldn't, yeah. you couldn't tell. It was like, did Jason just like straight up Superman in through that window? And that's how he got in the house. Because I love this new ninja Jason. Mm. I love like seeing him run a little bit. Yeah. You know, just. Him not just like standing somewhere always. Like, no, he got some rest yeah. at the at the hospital <laughs> right. and at the morgue, and he's got energy in this movie. He's ready to move. He got some adrenaline. Yeah, his clothes are a little different. It's so interesting how his outfit and physical demeanor change, <laughs> considering those are consecutive mm-hmm. installments. But hey, I'm here for it. Oh, I I loved it, and we saw his face. Yes, that's not something we've seen in we a couple installments. Yeah. We saw his face, and then we saw it get cut in half. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that was special. That was that was one thing where, as his head was kind of sliding down, there was like a corner of the head that was kind of like flopping or filling with yeah. air or something like that. That was just like a little bit. You could, yeah. Again, because we're watching this in high definition, and I'm sure at the time they're like, oh, on film, on you know, when it's panned and scanned, then it won't be as much of an issue. But I'm sure that was frustrating for Savini. Yeah. Uh, it, 
I really like the way it looked. You could tell. You're totally right that you can tell there's a little something there, but I think you got it exactly right when that came out. You might not have noticed, or even regardless if you did notice, it was still the best effect too much. Like, uh, at the time. Yeah. Like, I can't think of ever seeing a better like head chop slide down the knife like that because you always think like when somebody gets stabbed through the chest or the back or something they're always falling down onto Mm -hmm. one end of whatever that stabby thing is yeah and it should move it it should do something kind of horrible and gross yeah but always goes like right through the middle of them and they fall Mm -hmm. on their side you know like a toothpick through an olive but to watch it slowly slide down watch something so satisfying about that yeah to get that shot of Mm -hmm. it go right into the head and then Jason goes, and he goes after the kid, and then he falls down. And then when he hits the floor, his face like slides down the knife, cutting it more. Yeah, that's a shot I've never seen, and I really did like it. I think it would have it would have done a lot more for me if like this movie as a whole, if it was like just kept those kills in and just didn't even bother with the kills that a didn't show any effects whatsoever, mm. and b showed just kind of bad effects. You know what I mean? I feel like we got yeah. we got there's three categories of the kinds of kills we got, and we got maybe yeah what 12 15 kills a ton yeah a a massive amount like there was one where yeah what what ones haven't we named yet the the one where jason reaches in through one of the upper floor windows grabs the girl and throws her like pulls her through the window and throws her and she lands on the car and all the car's windows blow out yeah so i mean what is going on there because that is not how cars work yeah (laughs) <laughs> she made like a small indent it's not like this is like a perfect vacuum inside the car that's completely yeah. airtight sealed and that the glass is just going to explode outward in every direction yeah and it's also not like you know you dropped a like an anvil on it yeah jeez <laughs> it was a person from one floor up but they had explosive devices like on every window in that car yeah and it was hilarious i loved yeah. it it was good and uh, you could just tell knowing that that thing about like the stunts Mm-hmm. That like made every f- fall that had debris. Yes, because you looked like, that up before yeah. watching this movie. That would have distracted me too. It made me nervous, and especially the the final girl when she jumps out the window herself. Yeah, like that is horrific looking. Mm-hmm. Like that that wasn't one of the stunts mentioned as being like unsafe, but like hopefully they cleaned up they got their shit together that, for that one that looks scary and all the times people were just like running into this lake and the difference is it didn't really look like a, a film set mm-hmm. kind of lake it looked like actually I, I said this it looked like muddy and you could it see it looked like a swamp man yeah it looked swampy it did not look like crystal lake crystal lake is big and open this was it, like a little ravine maybe, behind maybe because it's the rain, house maybe because it was like raining all the time and it was like making everything all mushy and marshy maybe but it did it didn't look that vast i guess no. it did when they were skinny dipping wherever they were on that rope swing which, yeah has that come up before have we seen campers on that rope swing or is that the burning Ooh, it, it's hard to say hard to say but also like he stabbed mm. her from underwater the one who went in the day because yeah. <laughs> she was upset because her boyfriend just started slow dancing and cuddling with someone they just met earlier that day what the fuck is that but <laughs> she's like waiting for him as well yeah she took off all her clothes like hey are you coming she's like i'm gonna lure him away from her by skinny dipping in the lake and then she got in the dinghy and then jason stabs through the dinghy into her through the bottom of it through the bottom of the dinghy but the dinghy stays totally inflated inflated (laughs) and intact the whole time (laughs) yeah i think it might have one of those like canvas bottoms and then just the side of it is inflated okay because okay. i immediately thought that I'm like it would pop it so it has okay to, uh, i hear that that's yeah. fair that's fair and then he goes in after her and then does J- how does jason kill him i can't recall i will tell you how jason kills him 
He uses the harpoon gun. He stabs him in the balls. He lifts oh, him up. Oh, right. And he oh, fires my God. It. Yes, yes, yes. There and it then is. what else does he do? How does he actually. He kill loves him? that harpoon gun. I'm, I was happy to see that come back, but. Uh, yeah, it was out of nowhere. Uh, how did it <laughs> kill him, though? Because I know it. Was he just holding him up and then it cut with him up in the air screaming? I don't know. I think if you get a harpoon in the in the in the groin, I think uh, yeah. I think you will bleed out. I didn't have hope for him living, but mm-hmm. I mean, I don't remember. The yeah, kill confirmation again. Yeah, we well we didn't get kill confirmations for like one third of, them. of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, also, like the twins is such a strange thing to like. We don't even really get a context for you know this group of friends that are arriving but then they go down a path the twins coming down the opposite direction <laughs> yeah <laughs> they run into each other and they all just decide to start hanging out together and the twins said we're headed down there too like to the house that they rented or to the waterfront is that camp crystal lake what it is now is it just a thing teenagers go to i don't know and this is only like days after the actual camp like they just took the, the bodies out friday the 13th part two happened two days ago and that is when we had counselors and kids right like there were kids in the second one as well yeah yeah i don't know i don't fucking know um or it's like because we've never also heard of this second family or house or whatever yeah so they would have been there the whole time so maybe it's like on the other side of the lake i like that i know? like that so it's like a different like yeah we it's didn't not technically s- the camp it's just on the other side of the lake that's I like what i'm that thinking is yeah. we didn't see the actual like sign welcome to Chris, except in the like little intro prologue part that was okay yeah that prologue let's get into it that was strange that was a frankenstein piece of shit wasn't <laughs> yeah, it because i i appreciate a good kind of recap especially for these movies where your brain does not latch on to shit <laughs> i have never been more confused in one of those that was a sh- oh, bizarre recap because they're like okay we're going to have the campfire scene from the second one yeah give the kind of mythology of jason but then we're going to show clips and kills from the first second and third one featuring some of the cast members who are at that campfire like exactly yeah so that's again i think a budget thing like they didn't want to film new people talking about it or i i don't know but it seems like they filmed a weird like woman in a leotard dancing right (laughs) the exercise video (laughs) these weird exercise video for that jokey first way too long build up first couple kills which mm-hmm. i thought the kills were great in the in the hospital there? in the hospital that just yeah. felt like filler it's just like we're killing time to get to the camp exactly yeah. and that was so annoying to me yeah i hated that a lot yeah and that's that's how kind of like i did so i l- loved the final showdown too i think that's what makes some of these really great like in the second one too the final kind of moments with jason and that struggle but for a lot of this movie i was just kind of bored and felt like it was yeah. just kind of like your run-of-the-mill like it, nothing about it really stood out and above yeah it's the it, other ones it is one thing i didn't really notice was like kind of the friday the 13th um formula is that like everyone gets killed and then the final sequence is finally someone notices somebody's dead totally and and that's that's pretty cool because they they did that pretty well here but it did get kind of boring up until that uh, up until point, nothing was happening like there's no no one was doing anything there was mm-hmm. like the only story we were getting was um people trying to hook up or whatever exactly there's and no larger thing yeah. that didn't even have any drama to it because like it's kind of like they all just did mm-hmm. and the I, girl who didn't want to just did and the like the crispin glover who's like super lame just mm-hmm. did he didn't have to be charming or anything and, like, and the other ones i think it's like just maybe slightly better characters or even performances of those characters like the final girl maybe. in the second one had like like i was just more interested in the people 
to some or like a few of the characters and yes we yeah. did get crispin glover here but he we had to say goodbye to him way too soon yeah Corey feldman was the most like character yeah he had the most character out of everyone and you really i think they should have just narrowed in on one of the stories because <laughs> like, yeah. you had you had so many different things going on you had like yeah the cory cory feldman and his mom and that family you had which is like a great idea and it's really like underused i think is having the brother of a guy who jason killed come to try to get revenge yeah. they like that story is kind of the exposition is delivered so quick and then like he plays a little bit of a helpful role he survives longer than a lot of people but ultimately like <laughs> he's killing me oh and how about this scene he some so the sister goes into his tent <laughs> oh yeah right he and what we learn he sees someone in his tent and he's suspicious about it and what he does is he cuts with his machete through his tent to at see them. who it is. And like at them to like yeah. maybe get him. <laughs> like, what are you trying to do? Kill me? He's like, well, what? Yeah. Um, like, dude, you just, wrecked your, you just wrecked your tent. And that yeah. was a new tent. That was, you fucked up your tent. And when you left your tent, you just left it open. So she, she could just walk into it. Yeah. Didn't seem like a closed tent. Yeah. That guy is a bad bear hunter. But that's yeah, know, that's bear hunting, bear hunting. Like Corey Feldman says, you can't hunt bears. I was great. as soon as I saw that, I'm like, he must be hunting trolls. Oh, great segue. If we could have used the troll hunter guy mm-hmm. as the bear hunter in this movie, mm-hmm. it would have been way better. Mm-hmm. Troll. Oh, troll hunter versus Jason. Yeah, baby. That's it. But he knows of Jason. No one else believes in it. So he has to have some sort of bureaucracy like, those are just, covered Those up. are just movies. And he goes into Crystal Lake yeah. with his like Metal Gear yeah. and everything. It's like once a year, I got to do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate this part. Oh, I hate this. <laughs> yeah. Then an arrow just goes through his arm. He's like, bah! Okay. Yeah. I mean, that, that could have been something to explore, flesh out a little bit more. Maybe make more of a centerpiece, some kind. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it, this movie barely had a story. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe less than all of them, which is saying a lot. It is. And then, okay, we get Corey Feldman at the end. He's read some articles. He he spends, like, you know, maybe two <laughs> minutes quickly scanning through, getting the backstory of who Jason is, what he is. Suddenly, he has an idea of how to get inside Jason's head. This is a good one. And it involves shaving his head off, also adding black eyeshadow to his eye uh-huh. and a lot of like white foundation to just make himself look like um gomez adams yeah the is that his name little, that's the dad uh is gomez the dad who's the like uncle fester thank you <laughs> maybe <laughs> uncle fester he's yeah. looking like fucking uncle fester yeah um going down the stairs and he starts like taunting jason and remember jason and then we get my favorite jason Voorhees, which is jason in a trance thinking about like his either his mom or his younger self i love it it's the only way to stun him they do it in the second one that's what i love about it because the concept in the second one is she pretends to be the mother by taking the sweater off the mom's corpse and putting it on herself yeah and so in this one you kind of get this you think it's like the same logic but theoretically then jason would be looking at himself and going like it's me like is that what it was he's trying to like just be a younger kid jason or something he's he's doing the like jason the kid who jumped out of the lake yeah that's what he's doing which is him yeah i know (laughs) jason's like he does the head tilt like a puppy that's cool that's me i thought i was killing her but i'm right there which is just enough time for uh, the sister to come in and kill him once and then allow Corey feldman to just lay it in and again there that's when we need a shot of the corpse of jason and if this was the final one decapitation something instead we don't get 
anything. We don't even we don't even get hit the shot of him hammering into the corpse. We no. just get an upward shot of Corey Feldman just hitting the ground in front of the camera. He's hitting sandbags. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It's such a I don't know a lame ending, which is like what I, right well, before. That's that? not the ending. Well, sure, but that's what they. Wait. No, but I, oh, I just oh, right, wanted to right, draw right. attention yeah, yeah. to the insanity that happens oh, afterwards. God, yeah. Where then we go, we quick cut to a hospital, which these movies are terrible at ending. You know, like I think all of them yeah. are pretty bad at having kind of a final scene, except maybe the first one because you have a, a jump one. scare yeah. with the canoe. But this one, you're in the hospital and Corey Feldman goes over to his sister and they embrace him like a hug. Well, and first like, he's oh, standing okay. in the doorway looking weird. Looking, Oh, yeah, like hunched over a little yeah, bit. Again, like, Uncle Fester. Is he weird now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like Uncle, little Uncle Fester. Little, it's like, little Fester. Uh-oh, did he, is he Jason now? And then he's like, my sister. And he runs over to her like, oh, okay. But then <laughs> a nice little zoom in and freeze frame on him like looking down the lens of the camera oh, like, I'm the new Jason. Just so silly which is interesting because halloween 4 also does an interesting tease of oh maybe this is going to be a new michael myers like with hmm. the i forget if it's the niece or the whatever sure, the relation yeah, is yeah. but they kind of imply that oh maybe the spirit of this person is now in a new body of some kind oh, but see. who knows like who knows what the fuck it just so much of it feels like this is an okay idea this is an okay idea like just throwing a lot of shit at it and yeah. i kind of like I appreciate so many little things, not even necessarily little things. Mm -hmm. Like I appreciate many individual like compartmentalized components of this movie. Yeah. But as a, like a whole, Mm -hmm. it's just waiting for pretty good kills to happen. And it was fun. I think we had fun watching it. One, um, one thing we didn't, uh, one kill we missed. I'm sure there's one Uh dozens, but like this was one of the ones you liked least. Um, but I kind of like the shot is when one of the twins goes outside to get her bike and leave. Mm-hmm. Um, she like turns around and I guess sees Jason and it goes to like a shot of the house and then lightning flashes. And then you see Jason stab her in the, the shadow. Okay. And I thought, oh yes. Oh my God. Yeah. I did that, love that one. A that lot. was cool. Cause it was just the light play on yeah. like cast on the side of the house. That was good. That's a really good, like low budget effect. And that is a good it one. Looked good. And I didn't see it coming and it was really quick and mm-hmm. took some like mastery to get that shot to happen. It must've taken a while. Like I feel like they yeah. must've spent a lot of time figuring that out to get the perfect shadow of Jason killing, stabbing yeah. her onto the wall when they flashed yeah. the light. Yeah. But again, great. then you're saving, you're saving like the gore cause you're just showing the, the shadow play. So and that's it, a smart use of, yeah, it's a really saving cash really good one and um when the kid gets stabbed um through the projector screen i was gonna bring that one up yeah and kind of he drags down and the blood yeah. follows him as the cut goes down that's yeah. good that's that was good. another good one and it's kind of you know been done here and there and then totally another girl got like stabbed in the chest and then the knife pulled down pulled down yeah so like even the kind of more simple kills like mm-hmm. and a lot part of it too probably is like a lot of these kills just feel so familiar like we see them in a lot yeah. of different things yeah. with with some exceptions i mean like the head and the hand kind of being sliced down too yeah but i feel like i would need to watch like two three and four back to back to decide because they all they all are pretty close for me at this point yeah 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 i think the the way that the kills are presented here and the return of savini like Mm -hmm. just makes it's just so good clearly lots of savini props just in Corey feldman's room yeah yeah and that's like um that's even like an homage to savini that you know this kid named tommy is obsessed with obsessed with practical effects from horror movies absolutely man yeah he's nice little tom all right well luckily we have another friday the 13th oh we're watching this because it was friday the 13th the other week if we didn't say at the top obviously we didn't say it that's when we watch them and i think this one (laughs) there's another friday the 13th coming up in the spring so get down to part five Mm -hmm. ready for it yeah that was the longest i think you'll have to wait for a while 
for yes. uh, Friday the 13th. Yes, so for you Jason heads, uh, <laughs> look forward to that. Look forward to that. <laughs> We're killing it with the segues today. Well, Scaredy Cats, thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Tex Chris Dave Saw Massacre. I'm Dave Stoneborough. I'm Chris Vandenberg. And as always... Chaos reigns, chaos reigns, chaos reigns, chaos reigns. He'll throw you through a window, chaos reigns. See you, scaredy cats, next time. Bye.